This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. You're listening to Deadset Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a fully independent podcast about podcasting with a global focus and perspective. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Hey friends, welcome back to Deadset Podcasting. My name is Josh. This episode is going to be pretty short today. Between the spring pollen here in Australia, the thunderstorms recently, a bunch of dust everywhere too for some reason, my asthma has gone into a lull that I haven't probably experienced for 10 years. So that's been pretty fun. So you can support the show at buymeacoffee.com slash deadpod. I realised that I think I'd given out the wrong address for that in the past, but it's buymeacoffee.com slash deadpod. Not sure why I missed the set in there, but I did. And you can support the show for as little as $3 per donation, which is essentially one coffee. So today we're covering why not to start a podcast in a crowded niche. Normally I would probably reference the previous episode quite a bit, But given the fact that I can't breathe properly, and you're probably trying to track the US election, which seems to be going on forever, I'm going to just keep this really short. So I'm going to avoid referencing that episode is what I'm getting at, which is something maybe you can take away from today. You don't necessarily have to reference and qualify everything you say in your podcast, because a lot of the people that listen are listening episode to episode. So the first reason not to start a podcast in a crowded niche, and this will probably be no surprise to people that know me. The reason why there's a lot of shows in a particular niche may have nothing to do with audience needs and wants and or the potential audience size. It might actually be because the genre was seen as a surefire way to make easy money or to gain easy credibility in a different field. Start a podcast, become a quote-unquote expert, then become a public speaker. So take the entrepreneurial podcast genre the genre that I listened to the most in the first few years of my listening, now it feels like the audio equivalent of how my lungs feel right at the moment. I'm pretty sure the reason there's thousands upon thousands of entrepreneurial shows, generic samey-samey kind of smart fire shows, isn't because the world was screaming out for shows like that. I'm pretty sure it had a lot more to do with your John Lee Dumas's, your Pat Flynn's and even your Tim Ferriss's either getting rich from their podcast or in Ferriss's case, getting much, much richer from the podcast. So number two, the niche itself might have a lot of established broad-based shows. So you might think to begin with that there's a need for maybe hyper niche shows, which we talked about in the last episode, that sit below that broader niche. What I'm finding is that a lot of genres where there's a broad-based group of shows and general kind of chat about the genre, a lot of the individuals, the personalities in those genres also have a hyper niche show and their notoriety sucks up not just the broad part of the niche, but some of the hyper niche. Take Daily Tech News Show from Tom Merritt, a broad-based tech show. A portion of that audience probably loves TV, TV technology, and also just genre TV in general. He also has a really popular show called Cord Killers. So Tom's operating at the broad and also the narrow. So even if you think there's an opening for a more hyper niche show in a particular genre, you might struggle to kind of close that credibility gap between yourself and a better known personality that's doing both broad and also narrow programs. 
essentially they have inferred credibility that maybe you can't fight against. So do your due diligence. If you think there's a great big opening in a a niche or a hyper niche, just check that there isn't already a few big personalities that maybe that's their sideline interest and they're already there sucking up heaps of that audience. Number three, the hyper niche you're planning to enter may already have reached, I guess, a type of tipping point where the existing shows have moved beyond a point of abundance. Let's build this thing. Let's do it together. The water's warm. Everyone jump in. We're here to support your show as well as our own. Those shows have moved to a point of protectionism. Let's protect what we've built. Let's pull back our support of other new shows in the same niche. We can't help new shows the way we used to in case our audience leaves us and joins them. Take the genre of this show you're listening to. Podcasts about podcasting. In 2013, 14, 15, when I first started listening to the genre, there was a real community spirit to this genre. It was about trying to help people, like really trying to offer good advice, good tips, support for podcasting in general. And that meant welcoming new podcasts about podcasting into the genre with, I guess, open arms, for the lack of a better term. Now it's much more get off my podcast lawn. If you think differently to the consensus or you're not fully on board with every recommended piece of tech or platform or software or advice, regardless of the experience you come to the genre with, you're wrong or ignored by default. That wasn't the case back in the day. So keep an eye out for that because there might be a protectionist bubble around the genre you want to go into and that might make it difficult to get your show off the ground. Okay, buymeacoffee.com slash deadpod, D-E-A-D-P-O-D buymeacoffee.com slash deadpod to support the show. Thank you if you do it. It really means a lot to me. Sorry if I sounded like a mix between Minnie Mouse and Darth Vader today. I apologize for that and keep podcasting. Okay, catch you soon. Bye-bye.